Hello everyone, this is Isaac Petrie. Welcome to the podcast. Be ready to be encouraged and enlightened as we discuss spiritual solutions for everyday life. Well, hello again and welcome to the podcast. Listen, today I am going to be talking to ministers, to preachers of the gospel, five things needed to be effective in ministry or five things you need to know. And I believe that even though this is for ministers, I believe it will bless your life, even if you're not a minister. Because even though I'm talking to preachers, the principles will work for everybody. And so I want to dive in and give you these five things. Number one, if you want to be effective and make great impact in what God has called you to do, you must know, number one, the mandate. And what a mandate is, is an official order or commissioning. It's the authority to carry out something. Um, a, a course of action. And and I get this mandate from everybody that God called. Um, he gave them a mandate, an official order from God to do something, to say something, to carry out something, to deliver people, to be a king, to be a priest, a mandate. You must have a mandate. And according to Jeremiah chapter number one, I believe everybody is born with a mandate because that is the perfect biblical example of a mandate. And of course, you've got John the Baptist, you've got Jesus, you've got Peter, you've got Paul. Everybody had a mandate. But in Jeremiah chapter number one, it tells you the importance of this mandate because he tells Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, Jeremiah chapter number one, verse number three, I knew thee. And I ordained thee and sanctified thee to be a prophet. That is a mandate from God. It is what you have been ordained to do. And you cannot be a minister and be effective and make total impact of your ministry if you don't know what your mandate is. It's important to know the mandate because everybody in the kingdom is called to do something different. And so I want to take a moment to just define the difference between a calling and a gifting. The mandate is the call. The gift is what ability you have been given to carry out the calling. And so when people say I am called to preach, oftentimes my question back to them is call to preach what? In other words, what is the mandate? Because the mandate is the calling. Preaching is what you do. What are you called to preach? And people say the Bible. Well, of course, the Bible. Absolutely. However, you're not called to preach all of it. You're not called to preach to be the only one anointed to preach it. No, the Bible declares that we are been, have been positioned in the body as it chooses him and every part has a share. According to Ephesians chapter number four, every part has a share. What is your part? You must know your mandate. That is the calling. That is the ordination. That is the official order that you've been sent by God. That is the commissioning on your life. So now if you are a minister, you know that preaching 
is your gift, but the mandate is your call. Are you called to deliver? Are you called to go to prisons? Are you called for outreach? What What is the mandate? So now let me bleed on into number two, because until you know your mandate, you cannot know your ministry. And when I say ministry, that means the area of the body of Christ you have been called to ultimately serve. Because the word ministry just simply means servant. It means to serve. That's what a minister is. It is a servant. It is, it is you have been anointed to serve the body. And most in general, if you're talking about a preacher, you have been anointed to articulate and break down truth of the Bible and the word of God to feed the people. So now you have to know your mandate before you can even define your ministry. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter number four that God has appointed apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, which means somewhere in the body you function under an anointing. What is that anointing? You've got to know what your ministry is. Are you an apostle? Are you a prophet? Are you an evangelist? Are you a pastor? Are you a teacher? Um, are you an exhorter? Are you an intercessor? Are you working more so in the, in administration? Are are you called to work miracles? What 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 is your ministry to the body? Well, you can't know that if you don't know the mandate, because the mandate reveals to you the ministry. He tells Jeremiah, "I ordained you to be a prophet." And you're going to root up, you're going to pluck up, you're going to tear down, but you, then you're going to plant, you're going to build. And so he was to be a voice. He wasn't a pastor. He was to be a prophet. He was to tear down. So you've got to know your ministry. And then number three, once you know your mandate, then you know your ministry or the anointing that is put on your life. Then number three, you know your message. In other words, you know the particular revelation in the word of God, in the gospel that you have been called to implant in the body of Christ, to plant, to plant an implant. This this is something preachers have to understand. You you haven't been called to preach at all. And and the, the way I want to explain this is you take a man, a great man like Billy Graham, who was one of the most impactful ministers in this, my God, the past century. I mean, no one has impacted the kingdom like Dr. Billy Graham did. Um, And so now something interesting about his ministry, all he did was evangelistic crusades and all he did was preach to the lost. And then he was used from that to be very influential in influencing presidents and kings and leaders. But it came from his message. He never held a pastor's conference. He never held a conference on healing. He never did a miracle crusade. He never, you know, did a conference on flowing in the gifts of the spirit. He never did any deliverance services 
He never had conferences that dealt with intercession and prayer. And he never talked about the prophetic, the apostolic. He, he never did those things. Why? He knew his mandate. He knew his ministry was evangelism and he knew his message was only to the lost. And so this is why if you want to be impactful, you've got to know what is your message. Your mind does not comprehend everything in the on the level of genius in the word of God. There are certain things, for instance, I let me just talk about myself struggle in the area of eschatology. When you're talking about end time events and all of those things, I have tried to study that, but I can't really glean the revelation needed to be able to articulate that to people just, you know, reading it. However, if I get in the Pauline epistles and I start dealing with things after the resurrection of Jesus and I start dealing with the kingdom of God, I'm telling you my genius kicks in. The mind of Christ kicks in and I can come up with revelation after revelation after revelation that deals with that. And so even though we should know the full counsel of the word of God for information and to understand what happened in the Bible, there is a specific anointing. That's why you have people that are just healing evangelists, amazing miracles, signs and wonders, but that they never pastored a church. They, they never, you know, raised up believers. They simply had tent crusades and they simply had you know, healing meetings, uh, you know, a Catherine Kuhlman, a Benny Hinn, you know, and Oral Roberts built a university because God gave him the scope to go teach his generation how to mix, you know, the miracle manifestations with, with teaching about the kingdom of God. All of these unique people with a certain message in the body of Christ. You have got to find your message because you're called to a certain part of the body and they're looking to hear from you. And so now you've got your mandate, you've got your ministry, you know what anointing you carry, you know what you've been called. Now, I, I don't want to pigeonhole you too much. Now you can deviate. You don't just have to preach one message. You know, Kenneth Hagin, the, the Lord told him to go preach faith and he preached faith, but he also preached on other things. He preached on finances. He preached on, you know, um, flowing in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the spirit. But I'm saying your message, though, will have some type of definition to it where people, when they hear you speak, they're drawn to that specific anointing in your life. So, I don't want you to feel like I have to just say one thing, but at the same time, I want you to understand you don't have to say everything. There is a specific message that you have in the earth and to the body of Christ. And then number four, so after you found your message, number four, this is something that you must be okay with. You're going to go through maturity. And what I mean by maturity is that the way you begin your ministry will not be the way you end it. You live life on levels and you arrive in stages. You're going to go through many stages of ministry where your passions are going to change, where your desires are going to change, where the way you minister is going to change. Maybe the scope of people you minister to. Why? Because you are walking out a calling. 
You're not going to reach that calling and fulfill that mandate in the first five years of your ministry. It's going to take you a lifetime to complete the mandate, a lifetime. (laughs) And so the way you start might not be the way you finish, even though it'll be all a part of the plan of walking out the mandate. Therefore, you got to be open to change. You got to be open for God to take you from levels to levels. And whenever you're talking about new levels, you're talking about new people. You're talking about new relationships, new experiences, new opportunities, and you've got to be able to evolve. You got to be able to mature and transform. You know, it starts out a caterpillar. It ends up a butterfly. That's going to be you in ministry. You're going to start out with an initial phase, but as you continue to develop and mature, You're going to change people that used to influence you. You'll get greater influences on your life where you used to preach. You'll be called to preach in different places, in different phases. And as long as it's tied to the mandate, that's all you need to know. Is this tied to my mandate? But you might have to change some things. You might have to cross pollinate. You might have to step across denominational lines, racial lines. You might have to step across a whole lot of things in order to reach the fullness of your mandate. And so you must be willing to go through the phases of maturity. Boy, I wish I had more time to talk about that because most people stunt the growth and effectiveness of their ministry because they cannot mature. They cannot change. They cannot become a new wineskin. And so as God begins to take you deeper into the fulfillment of your mandate, he has plans for you. All of those plans are higher. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Those steps are ascending steps. That means he's going to be taking you higher. So you're going to have to get used to maturing in your calling in your, maybe even the way you deliver the word, maybe even the style you might mature. And people who saw you start might be like, but you don't preach like you used to. It could be because most of the time when we start preaching, we start from a, a, a state of imitation. We, we preach like the people who we see preach. You know, the pastor in our church, we, we preach like the people in our denomination. We preach like the people that are in our circle. But as you mature, you might change and find out that, no, I'm, I'm more this. I'm more that. You've got to be willing to grow. And so now we get to the last phase because this is what the fullness of your mandate is all about. You move out of that phase of maturity going on into the fullness of your mandate. And then you arrive at what I call the final stage of your ministry. And that is the mantle until you are able to release a mantle to the next generation. You have not made maximum impact out of your ministry. Listen, I'm out of time. I got to go. And I'm telling you, I know this has been a blessing to your life, but you know what? I'm going to be back um, because I want to give you more of this. Matter of fact, let, let me pause my, my, you'll hear my, my um, music just came in because I time this normally 15 minutes, but I believe this is too important. Let me give you just a couple of more minutes on this. So the mantle, 
Everything God does, he does it generationally. And this is what I want you to understand, that he is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus had disciples. We are a part of what started in the upper room in Acts chapter number one, because everything God does, he does it generationally. That's why Matthew starts off talking about Jesus, but the first page is not about Jesus. The first page is about the genealogy. And the reason it's about the genealogy is because God wants to show you how he starts a plan and he and he continues that plan to be released to the next generation. And he's aligning and arranging things so that things can be passed down to the next generation. That's why he chose Abraham, because he would teach his children the ways of God. And I'm telling you, you've got to leave something behind there. You don't get to take your anointing to heaven with you. It is for the earth. You won't need it when you get to heaven. And God has a plan for the next generation. And that's why he's using you to train somebody up to take that mantle to the next generation. And the tragedy of today's church, because there's a lot of dysfunction and disorder, there are a lot of ministries that, that did not have the privilege to start off with a mantle. But then there are other ministries that started because they couldn't sit and wait for a mantle and they got impatient and they started their ministries without a mandate being passed down to them. God has connected you to somebody that you're to pass the baton to, to carry to the next generation. And so that your mantle is left. When Elijah went up, his mantle fell to Elisha. And I'm telling you, God God's order is always to keep that calling, that mandate going into the next generation. Why? Because when God starts something, he doesn't have to alter it. It's perfect. <laughs> and he wants it to be the same through every generation. They might do it in a new way. They might put a new style on it. They might do it with a new personality, but it is the same mandate. And so, listen, I want you to be effective in ministry. I want you to make maximum impact. So you got to know your mandate so that you can know your ministry, so that you can know your message, walk through the maturity and leave a man uh, and leave a mantle for the next generation. Listen, you got to share this. You got to let people know the podcast is out there. Come on, subscribe to it. Tell people to subscribe to it and leave a comment. Let me know you're listening to me. I do check those myself and help me spread the word so that we can grow this and bless people. That is my my greatest desire. Listen, I am out of time this week. I'll see you next time on the podcast. Be blessed. I pray you were blessed by today's podcast. Take a moment and subscribe to it and review it and share it with someone else so that we can stay connected. Be blessed.